0: Welcome back to another episode of the Kings Foles podcast presented by the Kings Herald. My name is Brendan Nunez, recording this right after the Sacramento Kings conclude their first regular season game of the year against the Portland Trailblazers in uh, traumatic, classic Kings fashion. Got Bryant West on here, as we always do. What's going on, Bryant? How you doing?
1: Uh, I'm not going to lie, that fourth quarter uh, pretty much killed me. I completely somehow forgot how what it's like to watch a Kang's uh victory <laughs> but they're one and oh that's all that matters and i'm not going to look at anything else
0: yeah we'll, we'll go with that uh we got will griffith on here as well what how's how are you feeling will
2: i'm the exact opposite I, I predicted the kings would lose sub or would win sub 35 games so so if they lost i looked smart if they win uh, I'm, I'm gonna hide so I'm, I'm fine either way i'm glad the kings got a victory tonight uh that's a little scary the way they they, uh, they ended that game, but uh, a win's a win, and uh, nothing else quite matters.
0: Yeah, we're live streaming this just probably five, ten minutes after the final buzzer. Uh, it's on uh, KP Twitter, and I'll set up some other platforms that we'll be live streaming from more often throughout this season. Um, but anybody in the stream, if you want to drop us any questions, feel free, and we'll get to them. And anybody listening to the pod, stay on the lookout for those streams in the future Where do we start? Um, Maybe we'll try to go from the beginning of the game rather than reacting to the end, which I know is hard to do because we just finished here. But, Will, the beginning of the game, Fox was aggressive. Harkless got the start, by the way, which I think was somewhat expected from a lot of people. Um, Yeah, I mean, what were the first things that stood out to you from the first few minutes of regular season basketball for the Kings this year?
2: I honestly think it was the defense. Like I know they talked about it. I know they kind of hyped it up all all, uh, all preseason that, that was something that they were aiming for. But that first you know, five minutes or so, Portland was turning the ball over. The Kings were getting up in in their grills. They were they were forcing things their way. I, I was I was surprised. It was kind of like oh, this looks like a competent team. Uh, I think there's a big difference in the way just looking at them that they were hedging certain screens or they they were fighting around them rather than just switching everything like they did last year. And I, I guess just aesthetically, that defense looks better. Um, the end result, uh, they still gave up a lot of points. But <laughs> but but we'll, since we're starting at the beginning, the defense looked good quarter one.
1: I I thought the defense was pretty good till about halftime. Um, they held Portland to forty nine points in the first half, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then Portland scored 36 in each of the last two quarters. So that tells you all you need to know about how long the defense lasted. But um, up until, you know, halfway through the third quarter, I was very impressed with the Kings defense.
0: Yeah, the defense seemed improved. Uh, I I said on a previous episode, like I think I'm a little sensitive to shitty defense with this Kings team. Like (laughs) I, I see one or two possessions and I just get so triggered. I'm like, oh man, here we go again. And it just, I get too in my head about it, admittedly so. Uh, but the first half was, was good. Um, I liked that, like Will said, I thought they were like blitzing Damian Lillard. Lillard had an, Lillard had an off night, I have to say <laughs> it. Uh, I'm not giving full credit to Davion. Davion did a good job. We'll, we'll get into Davion individually in his uh, debut. But yeah, I mean, they made Lillard uncomfortable. And that was clearly yes. part of the game plan, like doubling him, blitzing him. Um, and yeah, that's something a little different. Seemed to work.
1: Here's, here's an interesting stat uh, from our buddy, Chris fit style on Twitter. Interesting stat for you. Stat nerds where Sean Holmes has now made more threes this season than Damian Lillard, <laughs> <laughs> which I can laugh about now because as I, as he was getting up to take that last one, I was just, nope, that's in. yeah, That's in. We're going overtime. Forget it.
2: I, I, I will say though, um, Damien's off night was a, uh, Twenty points, eleven assists, and four rebounds away <laughs> from a triple double, which is yeah. uh, a testament to the talent that Damian Lillard is. But he did look uncomfortable, and and I could say that oh, he looked a little bothered tonight, in one way or another. And by by Lillard standards, yeah, it was a little bit of a disappointing start for him. But by if if Darren Fox had that stat line, I'd be freaking out tonight.
1: Well, Darren Fox was pretty close. Um, Lillard was eight at twenty four. Fox was nine at twenty two. Fox just was seven to ten from the free throw line, so which,
2: which is know yeah. yeah, props to him for that. <laughs> I'll yeah, take yeah,
0: yeah. I'll take it absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, there were probably a couple more whistles he could have gotten. I'm not one to typically oh complain a about couple, refs. Usually, I like couple. avoid that at all costs. But there was a little stretch there where I was like, "Oh, these are two, three minutes of some pretty rough officiating." Uh, couple
1: minutes. That entire second half, man.
0: Like, I, I
1: agree with you. I try not to complain about the refs. I probably do more than I should. But, oh, my God, that entire second half was just atrocious garbage, especially that last play. In It was one of the last plays, minute to go, and Nurkic goes over everybody else to bat the rebound. And then a second later, Fox does the exact same thing, like pogo sticks over some dude, and they're like, Nope, that one, that one's over the back. But not the one where Nurkic did it. Right. It's just I, I, I enjoy Nurkic being
2: Godzilla, that he just <laughs> walks in, stomps through a place, smacks shit around, knocks people over, and then kind of looks around like, What what are what's everybody screaming about? Yeah. I enjoy that points, look on his face.
1: 20 points, 14 rebounds, two assists, uh in a game that like King's biggest dude that they played against him was Tristan Thompson. I was kind of surprised they didn't try any Alex Len against him tonight because this would have been a game to go big against Nurkic. But he just had his way uh, and the refs kind of helped with that. I'm not going to lie.
0: That's a really good point with Alex Lane. I mean, yeah, like you're saying, this is the type of night where you think you would uh, you would roll him out there. And I think we'll kind of go person by person uh, schematically. I think like we touched on the defense a little bit. I thought the offense looked really good. They also played a, a really bad defense, but still offense looked really good. I mean, two 38 point quarters in the second and the third is extremely impressive. And some of that was some really hot shooting, which we'll get into as we talked about each one of these dudes kind of individually, but talked about the center rotation a little bit. Uh, Will, I know you pointed this out, uh, Holmes didn't look rusty like he did in preseason.
2: No, not at all. He, he was fantastic I mean, he was putting everything in and, and, and fighting in a way that in the preseason, I, I don't know what it was. Was it, I mean, I'll, and I'll leave this up to you guys. Was it a little bit of, have a hangover from maybe not getting the money he wanted in the off season? Was it an undisclosed injury? Was he getting over the flu? I don't know. I don't know what to, I don't know what to pin it on. I just know that it didn't show up today. And I don't, what was his final stat line? But he, he started off the game hitting his first nine or ten attempts from the field.
0: 21 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, two blocks, and a steal with one turnover. Nine of ten from the field, Whew. including one of one from three, by the way. The push shot works from three. Yeah. Um, and Thank goodness three. he hit that.
1: That three-pointer was the difference in the game, if you think about it.
0: Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing, but yes, it was. Yeah, I
1: I have no idea, Will. Uh, I agree with you that he was really rusty in preseason, but Rashawn Holmes is also a dude I'm not going to worry about until the games count.
0: Absolutely. Um, And that is – this is the first one of those examples. And he showed up in the way that you expect him to. I don't know how – to talk about somebody else next aside from harrison barnes because what the hell just happened um harrison barnes had a career high of 36 points including 8 of 11 from 3 and uh he was 0 of 2 at halftime and then knocked down six of them in the third quarter six of six like what what just what happened
1: Thirty-six Good. points, Good. nine rebounds, two assists, two steals, ten of nineteen from the field. Harrison Barnes showed up in that second half, right when they really needed him. Like if if I, I talked about this on Twitter, I think the Kings of last year would have given up the ghost in that third quarter. Um, they would not have held the lead as long as they did, and it's because of Harrison Barnes. He showed up right when they needed him too.
2: Well, I think the Kings of this year would have given up the ghost had it not been for Harrison Barnes. I mean, he, I mean, he was yeah. every single time down the floor. It was like, just, just, just find him. Like, I don't care what it takes. Like it's nice to have Fox going to the basket and whatnot, but I only, I knew that the only guaranteed points in that game tonight were Harrison Barnes and, and he had a fantastic uh, preseason. He was one of those things that you knew that he came to, to camp ready to play that he wanted the playoffs. He didn't want to be on a lottery team this year again. Um, And I, Harrison's always been somebody that I I discount because I feel like he's just he's just one game away or one quarter away from disappearing. Or, uh, like he ha- he started off kind of hot and I went, all right now now do it for three more quarters and and then
1: then he turned it on to a point where I was like oh shit no keep going like don't 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 stop. I, I think it would be unfair to note that I'm pretty sure every one of his threes was wide open. I'm pretty sure every single one of those that he made was wide open, but I
0: I can think of one step back from the top of the three, but yeah, yeah, no, you're right though. Yeah.
1: Thank goodness. That's not really a complaint. That's just a uh, Kings. You're not gonna be able to count on that every game.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, The ball movement was nice on offense. Uh, Portland's defense also is not exactly the highest standard. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) There you go. I appreciate you. Uh, Yeah. So, But still, you you take what you can get. I think what Will pointed out, though, like the whole Kings of this year would have given up that lead, too. Like, you scored 38 points in that quarter. um, And I I hate to be this guy for a second, but you almost just blew an 18-point lead. in uh, the exact same – like, that that felt like last year. No? Like, they pulled it off, but it felt like last year. Um, You scored 38 points in that third quarter where Harrison Barnes hit six threes. Portland scored 36. Like – it, you needed every single one of those shots. Um, and like Well said, it was kind of the only guy you could count on and you weren't getting stops on the other end. Um, and I think that kind of leads us to Tyrese Halliburton. Oh,
1: can we not? I'd rather <sighs> not.
0: Yeah. That was, um,
1: that was his worst game in a King's uniform. For sure.
0: Yeah.
2: I, um, I think, I think with, with Halliburton, it, it's just a matter of, to me, I was just surprised how how much, especially in the fourth quarter, that 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 Walton leaned on Davion Mitchell of all people. There was a couple of times in the middle of the fourth where it was like, okay, come on, put put Halliburton in. And so I I, I kind of blame some of that night on on Luke and the way that he was playing Halliburton. It wasn't all Luke because Halliburton obviously earned his his time on the bench a bit, but he got jerked
1: around a lot too. Yeah, but at the same time, like. It's not like Davion Mitchell was in, was making it up on offense in a way that Halliburton wasn't. Let's just go through the line. Halliburton was, had two points, one of five from the field, four assists. Um, difference is, is that Davion Mitchell's defense was really good. Um, Tyrese Halliburton had some good off-ball moments, but his on-ball moments against both C.J. McCollum and a few against Dame were just really bad. They blew by him a couple of times. Um, And Mitchell wasn't giving it up like that. So I I was not a fan of Luke Walton's rotation late in the second half, especially the fourth quarter. Um, Unless Holmes was like secretly hurt and just needed a longer breather. I have no idea why he wasn't in the game until like the last minute. Um, But the one thing that I am not upset with him about is playing Damian Mitchell over Halliburton in that fourth quarter because Halley did not deserve it. Um, that turnover with what 30 seconds to go just broke my heart.
0: Yeah, they were up 122, 117. Portland inbounds it and gets an easy layup. CJ McCollum, and then there's an inbound to Halliburton who dribbles it about twice, kind of back under their own basket. And, uh, C.J. McCollum, I think it was, gets a steal from him. I saw a lot of Kings fans saying C.J. stepped on the line. Whatever. It was careless. It's a stupid, it's a Kangsy mistake. Like, I, I don't really give a shit about stepping on the line. It was a stupid mistake. Um, and I don't know if that actually happened. Uh, then Dame gets an easy layup. All of a sudden, it's a one-point game. Kings got the ball back. Barnes hit two free throws on the other end. And we just all prayed that Damian Lillard would have one of the <laughs> three games last year without zero threes made for Damian Lillard. And we just happened to get one on opening night. Like good defense, That's like we said, made, made him a little uncomfortable, but there were a couple where it's like, man, Dame hits those.
2: I mean, I, I it's weird. I, I think that the Kings, I think I, I, I waver in this place. If I want to give the Kings credit for, for doing a fairly good job or looking improved over last year, but also <laughs> recognizing that they also gave up a ton of points and Damian Lillard had a bad night with a coach that was probably Luke Walton-level good. Like I don't, I, don't, I don't think their current coach is very good. Uh, uh, I mean, you, you heard him in the offseason say that he's not game-planning for 53. Season, they're going to do other things. This being Portland's first game, it's kind of like, yeah, I could see them having a rough start to this season but i don't know where to give the king's flowers and and where to just be like yeah this portland team this was this was to be at least somewhat expected
0: yeah i think it's a balance of both right mm-hmm. and uh, maybe let's try to stick on and this is my fault i i took us off of it but stick on our little bit of thoughts on on each one of these players here um because i think that's maybe where i have some stronger feelings because the total i think is like exactly how will just uh, laid it out there it's hard to pinpoint but we touched on Halliburton a little bit really rough on defense um, on ball defense like I thought he was hunted which is something that I think teams are going to be pretty aware of they that they should be doing this season um, we, we saw it happen a little bit last year and I just wrote something on uh, the Kings Herald recently that came out this morning about Halliburton being in the scouting report this year teams have an entire year of tape on him and I mean, on this team, he probably should be second on the scouting report. Maybe, I don't know, whatever. Second, third, fourth, at very least, he's on the scouting report in a way that I don't think he was last year. And when it comes to his defense, it's like, man, I saw saw this guy every time, like hunt him. Do not let him hide. He's an off-ball playmaker. So you limit that and you take advantage of his slender frame, somewhat understandable. He'll still end up putting on weight and he still could get better in this aspect, but the. Reality is right now, Halliburton's a really bad on-ball defender. And there was a couple times where one dribble move from CJ or one dribble move from Damian Lillard, who are admittedly ridiculous offensive players, absolutely lost Halliburton. And they were hunting him. Um, so he struggled there. We touched on that. He didn't have the offense to make up for it. Davion R. Mitchell, though, didn't have the offense, but is going to be a positive defender. I guess... I shouldn't say is going to be because I didn't expect it from game one after preseason. I believe that more than I did beforehand, but I mean really went out there and, and bothered Dame and CJ like he was a positive on defense in isolation or pick and roll situations against two of the best guys, two of the top guys in the league at doing that. I mean, your first minutes in the NBA in real NBA minutes, you get thrown out there guard Damian Lillard. Sure. Damien. I mean, Davion Mitchell didn't seem to have too much of a problem on defense. And he's like, Oh, damn, finally subs out. Oh, now you're on CJ. Like <laughs> he had a tough ass night and did a damn good job on the defensive end. Um, Brian, what stood out to you about Davion Mitchell? I mean, were you expecting this level of defense from him tonight or what were your well, thoughts on his uh, debut?
1: Well, whether you were expecting it or not, it was good to see him put it into actual game practice. Uh, in in a regular season game. Um, I thought he was as advertised on defense, and that was a welcome sight for uh, a team that, you know, I I think a lot of the players who were playing good defense in the first half kind of let it up in the second, and that's not something that you're ever going to have to worry about from Davion. Um, Another thing, I I was really impressed with his uh, passes tonight. Like that one over to uh, Terrence Davis in the second quarter, was absolutely beautiful pass. And so uh, you kind of touched on this on Twitter, Brendan. I really do want to see the Kings figure out how to um, manage their guard rotation because I really thought the ball handling was going to struggle when both Fox and Alabama were off the court. Um, Davion Mitchell's a long ways away from actually being like a full ball handler, but his passing tonight was pretty good.
0: Yeah, well, where were you at with uh, Davion's defense and then a little bit of a, you could say, underwhelming offensive night? I mean, one of six from the field, two points, um, but not exactly what he's thrown out there to do. What were your impressions of Davion on both ends?
2: Yeah, I think anything we get from Davion is going to be a plus this year. Like, if, if he can if he can hit, you know, that little tough bucket that he hit, that's fine with me. I, 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 I fully expect him to be a rookie on that level of the floor. Um, that being said, I think, I think the thing that surprised me was that like Luke Walton really didn't stagger lineups. Like I thought, I thought there would always be, you know, at least, you know, 90% of the game, they'd have a Fox or a Halliburton in there to take that pressure off of them or leave that. And that didn't happen. There were some times where it was, Davion was, was leading the offense and he had Terrence Davis and buddy healed around him. And it was like, yeah, you're, you're, you're into the fire now, buddy, you're not in (laughs) They're not. They're not giving you. You know, he, he was not. He was not a. I just lost my train of thought here. But he basically was a. It was a baptism by fire moment for him. He was not given an easy path on his first night, and I think he did a really good job doing what what we as fans expected him to do. And that's and that's put out a def- defensive level that's concordant to a 23 year old coming into the league. Um, I know there's a lot of people that are high on him. I know there's a lot of people that. Expect him to be a top three rookie, kind of in the same vein as Halliburton. I, I know our friends over at Delo and Casey are very, very high um, on him to the point where I think uh, Kenny today said that he felt like outside of Fox that Mitchell would be the MVP of the Kings. And uh, honestly, like if if he if Davion can give Corey Joseph minutes this year, I'm I'm happy with him. Like I think three years from now, Davion Mitchell is going to be fantastic. But I think right now, if you can just replicate what Corey Joseph did last year,
1: you're having a pretty good rookie season. I or, do
2: not expect that much from him
1: because he is a rookie. Be, he
2: is going to have an adjustment.
1: Or just be Corey jo- who Corey Joseph thought he was last year.
2: Sure, that's fine too, yeah. yeah. But I'm not expecting 15 points a game, two nope. steals. I mean, Gary Payton, his rookie year, had like six and seven. Like, that's fine. Like I don't, I don't think Davion's going to get six assists a game. I don't think he I don't even know if he'll average seven points a game, but I think he'll have a decent job. I think he'll he'll lead the offense. He'll score when he can provide, you know, solid defense like he did tonight in in crunch minutes. And and that's fine. That's perfect for him. Expectations are low and he's going to far exceed them.
0: Defense in crunch minutes is awesome. And yeah, the scoring was was a the passing was pretty good. Like I mean. Yeah. Pretty pretty good as in like it was it was solid, you know. it didn't blow me away, but I was there was a couple times I'm like, oh, that was a pretty good pass, you know, in three assists, zero turnovers kind of shows that. Like Will pointed out, a uh, more minutes of no fox Halliburton than I expected. Cause I think Walton even said something along the lines of they planned on having one of those guys in the game most times. Um, so yeah, I mean there's definitely positive aspects of Davion. And I think that what Will just laid out like is should be the more standard expectation. And people got a, a little too hyped, understandably. Davion will have his moments throughout this year, Absolutely. but it's just what a rookie is, especially a six-one defensive-focused rookie who is most comfortable on offense, running the pick and roll himself. Like after a couple of dribbles, kind of in a rhythm. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is a fine, I, I even better than fine. I mean, closing clutch minutes on defense um, debut for Davion. Was there something you were going to add, Bryant? No,
1: I was just going to point out that Will Griffith has now predicted that Davion Mitchell is going to be Gary Payton
0: 2.0. And Corey Joseph at the same oh, time. Let's, let's not do this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Please. There's
0: the sound. Please don't thought. tack that That's on the headliner. That's the headliner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So who do we get to next here? Okay, I oh, want to talk about here. You. Okay, I was oh. going to say Terrence Davis. This is kind of the same sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, not really. Let me let me do Terrence Davis real quick.
1: Yeah, one of them was good and one of them was not.
0: (laughs) Um, uh, holy shit, Terrence Davis! Like, um, wow, you got you got a green light or something. Like, I know you you felt really good after that Lakers game. Whoa, whoa! Like, let's slow it down a little bit here. Like, I get that you're out there to get buckets. That's that is what Terrence Davis is out there for. But thirteen minutes, two of ten from the field, like shooting early in the shot clock sometimes, contested threes. Like, whoa, it's a little much, no?
1: Both both of the uh, shooting guards who came off the bench for the Kings had a green light all preseason. One of them came in today and had some restraint and passed the ball and made good decisions, and Terrence Davis did not.
2: <laughs> I mean, he played nearly a third the minutes his buddy did and took one more shot than oh my god he's not shot oh my god so it was to be fair parents there was about four of them that like hit every part of the rim tickled the net a little bit and then popped out like and shooters are gonna shoot but like he was shooting i mean he wasn't making but he he sure shoot shit was shooting
0: yeah, he definitely, he definitely was. And and Bryant, you seemed, uh, you seemed a little eager to talk about Buddy's night.
1: I thought Buddy was great. Um, I thought he made good decisions all night. Um, he was really clutch in that final moment there where Blazers really wanted to make him get the ball. And he wisely realized, hey, I can just back this up and get all the way to the other side of the court and make them come and foul me and take time off the clock. And then he hit the two free throws. Um, I even thought his defense was pretty okay tonight. At least I'm not remembering any terrible possessions. So, um, you know, 31 minutes, 17 points, five and nine shooting, four or seven from three, six rebounds, three assists, uh, zero turnovers. That was a fantastic buddy game. That's if he if he's doing that every night. Like this Kings team is going to be much more dangerous. That's the kind of bench buddy play that this team absolutely needs.
2: I enjoy that you're uh, the deciding factor between Buddy having a good defensive night and not is whether or not you can remember (laughs) the
1: play he screwed up, which is not, I I mean, that's not too far afield. I mean, yeah, it's not unfair, too. It's 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 a sad truth, but it's a fact. I don't remember him messing up tonight. So it was an okay defensive
0: night. It was hilarious you said that, but I was like, man, yeah, I can't think of one. And that's pretty weird. (laughs) Hey, you know
1: who else didn't have a bad defensive night? Marvin Bagley. I was in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a cheap shot. I'm sorry.
0: I didn't see him on the bench for what it's worth. I, I, did. I did. I saw him I celebrating. Did. a little. Got bit. it. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah. My bad.
1: Um. To, to your
2: point about a buddy being a good decision maker. He also had the point in the fourth where they threw it up ahead to him. And he, he looked like he was going to pull from three early on in the shot clock and a point where they're, I think they're only up like three at the time. And then he just got that defender to bite and he went by him and, It was, it should probably should have been an and one uh, on a continuation. And then they went to the review and they, they, Portland lost the review, but they took the two points off the board. Oh, yeah. But, but that was a decision where it was like, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. You know, like, okay, all right. That was a good decision, buddy. And so, so to Brian's point, he, there was at least some, some hope there from his decision making. Okay. Buddy and Buddy uh, two years ago, Buddy had yanked that thing. Yep. But he would have tossed that thing up there just to see if he could be the hero. And so in, in his maturity and in his quest for the sixth man of the year, he uh, he made a good decision.
0: The second they showed that replay, I thought of Bryant's uh, from the last episode. Holy shit, that was a pump fake from Buddy Yield. <laughs> <laughs> And For him to drive after instead of sidestep and just shoot another three, I was like, "Whoa, what is going on here?" He had some nice passes. He had some in preseason too, where I was like, "That's a little bit of a different read." Like that was another
1: moment. That was another moment where I'm swearing at the refs, like they in the moment they called the foul and continuation, which on replay was correct. And then Chauncey Billups challenged it, and then the ref said the challenge was unsuccessful but we're taking the points away.
0: Yeah. I think it was explained is it was, I guess maybe it has to do with Chauncey's wording when he challenges it. But <laughs> my understanding is that he challenged the foul and it was unsuccessful because it still was a foul, but it was changed because it wasn't continuation. It was not no defending necessity. it, but that's, that's, that's where I understand, I guess, or yeah. not understand, but that's what I heard.
2: I feel stupid. So, I don't even, you explain that in layman's terms and I'm still like, cool. I don't know how I'll, I'll wait for the referee report tomorrow.
0: I probably didn't make any sense.
1: That, so, yeah. The only thing that's going to make me feel more stupid than tonight's refing is reading the, uh, ref report tomorrow. Yeah. Then I'm going to feel like a fucking moron.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who else do we need to hit on? Um,
2: um, I'll just bring up real quick. I don't know if we want to talk about him for very long, but um, I think Bryant, you tweeted this out, that if Mo Harkless could just be a decent three-point shooter, the Kings would have won by 30 tonight. Like, if he could just be an average three-point shooter, this team would be damn good. He had yeah. open looks in the corner. He had open looks on, on the wings, and he just rattled them out and or clanked them off the side. And, like, there was a few times where any other person in that spot, and the Kings would have gone up by twenty.
0: I, w- I do enjoy his defense, which I know is what you're saying. Yeah, right? the offense is really rough. Um, but like when it comes to w- like weak side rotations, I think he's the only non-center who really does that. Um, which is something, which is why my Robert Woodard love won't disappear. But, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Oh God, getting worked up over here. Yeah. Um, I'm with you, and I think I- I'm fine with Harkless being in that starting spot. Um, if Mitchell or or healed. Mitch yeah if one of those guys end up working in over Harkless I'm not going to be mad but I'm also fine with with that being the current situation um I'm fine with it being
1: the starting lineup as long as Walton is ready to go to his death lineup in in the fourth quarter and it's nice now that his starting power forward isn't going to be infuriated if he's not in the floor on crunch time
0: yeah so I guess last two points we touched on this a little bit but just to get hard opinions uh We'll we'll start with you here. Like, did you have an issue with some of Walton's rotations tonight?
2: I did. Uh, again, I, I I think some of some of the way Tyrese Halberton playing was probably him and just the nerves of being his first game of a sophomore year. Uh, but but I do think that had Walton given him a little bit more of a chance to to play with Davion Mitchell or a secondary ball handler, if he was allowed to kind of spread his minutes out away from Fox a little bit, I think that would have gone better. I think he held. Um, I think he held uh, uh, Rashawn Holmes, Holmes too long in the in the in the fourth, and and uh, obviously the Kings win. So there's you know, not much you can say about it, but but uh, that nearly cost them the game. I feel like, um, but yeah, I mean, this to me, like it's hard to get worked up over Luke Walton because I've seen it now for for season after season. It's just like, no, this is who he is. Like I knew this was going to happen, and so. Anyone who thought because the Kings had some chemistry and some good vibes and a couple of more veteran leaders on our team that, that this all of a sudden would change who the Kings are from a management standpoint. Uh, Luke Walton's still here and the team's ceiling is going to be a little lower because he's
0: the one calling the shots. and Because there's no gold jerseys. Yeah, we well, really that's want different. good vibes. No, you, we really there, really you want to get in vibes, there. <laughs> I'm with you. By you Might be the only one, but I'm with you. I know you are. I know you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to totally ignore this part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear that uh, after the win, uh, the camera panned to Doug Christie high fiving players, and Kyle Draper was like, as Doug Christie and the Sacramento Kings get their win? One um, um, saying Luke Wong there.
0: Mm, mm. Christie looks ex- like. Christie was so hyped on the sidelines at one point yeah. right, where you were like, Brittany, you need to clip that. And it was like just such a elegant fist pump after, <laughs> after a, a great, I think it was a day drive and kick to Terrence Davis for three. Um, it,
1: was, it was even before Davis hit the three. He Dante greened it. Yeah. He knew, or he was just excited for the pass. Um, either way. Like I love Doug more for that. Um, I too wasn't a big fan of Walton's rotation in the fourth quarter. Um, I would have rather seen him do the bench three guard lineup with Halliburton in place of either healed or Mitchell. Um, I don't want to see three guard lineups that involve healed, but, uh, healed, uh, Davis and Mitchell all on the floor at the same time. Like that's when you should be making Tyrese Halliburton handle the ball. He needs to, he needs that experience. Um, but the only thing I really cared about late in the fourth quarter was why Rashawn Holmes wasn't back in until a minute left. Uh, so I, it, the Kings won, like Will said, I'm not going to get overly complaining uh, when they pull off a victory.
0: Yeah, I was, for my opinion on the Walton's rotations on uh, opening night, Like, I was really surprised with the No. Fox or Halliburton lineups. And it was probably eight minutes in the game, but it's still a whole lot more than I expected to see. And like I said, I think Walton was talking about planning on staggering those guys. Um, I don't think I'm misremembering. I feel like I remember seeing that quote recently. Um, And yeah, I would guess like just trying to find the logic and holding out on Holmes is that like the issue was the defense. And I don't think it's crazy to say that Tristan Thompson's like a better defender. I think it could be argued either way. Um, but I guess somewhat understand it. And then I'll say that like Halliburton was really bad. Like I, I get that he played really well last year. Tim said at one point um, in our, in our chat that Halliburton was the most clutch player on the Kings last year. Like, why is he not in at the end of this game? I understand that, but I, I also, am not going to, I don't know, kind of like, ah, he was really shit today. Um So I have frustrations with Walton. I want to, go back a little bit more and grasp a better understanding of those rotations uh, before I critique too much. And one thing I did want to say that we didn't get to last episode, because it's not very often that I feel like I can praise Walton, but like one of the few things has been, I think his willingness to adjust rotations at times throughout the years. Right? I think of uh, willing to put Bielitsa in the starting lineup over Bagley. I know Jaeger did that as well. I feel like there's one I'm forgetting, Um, but I think that Walton deserves a little bit of praise for being willing to not play Marvin Bagley. Um, and I know that's backtracking a little bit, but I felt like...
1: <laughs> it's a backhanded compliment if I've ever heard one.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. And I just was thinking about it like after we recorded the last one. I'm like, you know what? Walton deserves a little bit of credit for that one. It's rare that I find an opportunity where I feel like, wow, I, I feel like Walton did well there. So I just felt like I needed to get that out there.
2: Uh- <laughs> You know what? We'll give him the red badge of courage for uh, <laughs> for having the bravery to to not play Marvin Bagley
1: a single minute tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's- I was
1: I was a little worried when uh, uh who was in foul trouble early? Um, Harkless. Harkless got like three fouls in the uh, first half, I think. And I was like, oh, is this gonna change your opening night rotation? Nope, it didn't somehow still didn't play marvin bagley it's crazy
2: he gets a second red badge of courage for not playing marvin bagley even though Mo harkless
0: top 10 coach <laughs> top 10 coach coach of the year on the way oh god okay last question before we get to an overtime here or whatever other crap you guys want to throw in here um did this we kind of touched on it but i i feel like it's a good closing point like did this feel different than last year, and in what ways? Um, I'll start on this one. Maybe we'll go reverse order. I want to do the whole, like, the first half did, but I think I'm just going to go with no. Like, I think you could say last year at times that a half was solid. Like, it was probably better than than moments last year. Like, the defensive... I'll say that they... um the defensive schemes were a little different. I'm I'm kind of going to be championing this whole Doug Christie over Rex Kalamian thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that, I guess that felt a little bit different. There was a understanding of defensive rotations and intensity on that end in a, in a variety of game plans that I will say felt different, but in the end felt like the same Kings team as last year. I, I guess that's, that's where I'm at. And, they pulled out the win. That's what matters. I think more often than not in these close games, they probably didn't. Um, but that's where I'm at with that. What is what is reverse order here? We got Will next. <laughs> sure.
2: Well, I'll I'll do what you what you failed to do. Um, it it felt different in the uh, for the first three quarters. I'll say for the first three quarters, I was like, okay, you know what? I started typing out tweets about uh, uh, making fun of myself for predicting sub sub 35 wins this year. And then, about the time I like picked out the right GIF and like put the right spot at the right, uh, the Blazers cut it to ten. And I was like, "Hold on a second, buddy. Like, let's 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 pull back from this. Let's just see what let's just see what happens." And the Blazers, uh, you know, the Kings went up again. I typed it out again. And that whole fourth quarter, I was like, you know what, yeah, you know what, I don't have to post this tonight. That that whole fourth <laughs> quarter, like, uh, I have not, I have not seen, I have not heard, I have not witnessed anyone use Kangs since the end of last season. You know, it's it, it, they stopped using it on podcast. Like like we aren't we weren't typing it because the Kings have been generally competent this off season. Uh, summer league, preseason. And and so I haven't seen it. And and I typed it out in the middle of the third quarter. I was like, uh, I miss you, bud. Where you been? And then <laughs> the fourth quarter, if you I bet I, I bet I saw it a hundred times and I was like, oh the back, you know. Uh, the season's back. So, mm-hmm. uh, it does it feel different? Yeah, but not that different. Not different enough for me to to confidently say I'm an idiot for picking sub thirty five. Yeah.
1: Um, from a game game perspective, like it's hard to look at just one game and say they're different. Um, because there was so much unusual about tonight. Like Harrison Barnes is not going to score thirty six points on most nights. Damian Lillard is not going to go 0 for 9 from deep against the Kings on most nights. Um, So I'm going to wait a month before I decide if this team's any different. Uh, But that fourth quarter felt same old, same old. But I'll also say, like, there are plenty of Kings teams in the past that wouldn't have made it to that fourth quarter and still led. And there's very few Kings teams in the past 15 years would have pulled off that game after just going ice cold in the fourth like that. So
0: I love that Bryant thinks he's going to be able to wait a month. Like I'm not going to ask him again in a week. You <laughs> <Like, laughs> keep, keep, keep saying the same thing. Yeah, and I'm going to pull something out of you. Yeah, if I have to edit together audio clips of different <laughs> pieces, we're going to figure this out. Uh, you can make me crow about
1: uh, Davion Mitchell.
0: There you go. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. When when Davion has a real breakout game, we'll we'll get yeah. there. Uh, yeah, I, I think um now that I've had a second to think about it and steal a little bit of your guys' ideas and just sound smarter here, uh, I think it's just that like they won with their offense and their defense was yeah, good for stretches, but overall like disappointed and, and led to allowing Portland to come back. Like it was really bad at the end. So kind of feels like the same thing. But you get the win. They move on to the, the Utah Jazz on Friday, which um, we don't really need to preview that one. Let's just, you know, good vibes. Good vibes. This is a great team. Yeah, this is going wow, great. Guys, it'll be okay. Yeah. Overtime question. Will, as a guest here, we're going to have you answer first. I'm excited. We got a would you rather. Okay. Would you rather have bionic arms or bionic legs?
1: Oh my gosh.
0: I just realized I need to be looking on Reddit for these type of questions.
1: You know
2: because- what? I, no, it's hard. I, oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. You go to ask Reddit. You'll find, you'll find right. a million questions. Some of them inappropriate ones that you don't want to ask on this particular. <laughs> you'll find anything you ever want to know on Reddit. Um, I, I think this one's actually not that close. Um, I think it's bionic legs, you know, because bionic legs, they're, you know, if my legs could never get tired or if I could get any sort of extra boost out of my legs, I'm windmill Duncan over my kids at their eighth grade basketball practice. Uh, my back never hurts. I'm able to do fine motor things with my fingers still. Um, I, I think it's, I, I mean, I don't ever have to wear shoes again. You know how much money we put into shoes. I don't have to do it. I don't have to worry about, about, you know, going barefoot out into the park or anything else. Like, If I got dog crap on my bionicle feet, I'll just spray it off with a hose.
0: (laughs) Is that what you do with your normal feet, Will?
2: Yeah, yeah. I walk out to the park, I step the dog and then I'm like, like, no, I don't ever have to. Yeah, the fact that I don't have to pay for shoes is enough for me. The back pain uh, going
1: away or my legs getting physically fatigued.
0: That's a good one. Yeah.
1: I, I think that's the answer for all the reasons that Will just said. But also, if I've got bionic arms... I have to go work out my legs a lot to compensate for the fact that I just put a whole bunch of weight on me from bionic arms.
0: Interesting.
1: Bionic legs, they're just there. I don't have to go like massively work up, work out my upper body to compensate.
0: I'm going to attempt to make an argument for the other side. So, are we saying that like I get to participate in sports? with these things because i think arms i think arms wins out here like
2: you can't box with them
0: like can i be a pitcher sure you know badass pitcher this made-up scenario you can do (laughs) a pitcher or a quarterback like pretty killer pretty killer
2: that would require you to have good eyes as well yeah like, like at our, least with legs, you just you're don't.
0: underestimating my eyes. Will. Yeah, what, yeah. What, what is this? I've never <laughs> seen you wear
2: glasses as far as I know, but at some
1: point those eyes are gonna get old. An arm is not gonna magically make you into a better quarterback. <laughs> I'm gonna imagine getting well, you up legs, your grandkids. Accuracy
0: is ridiculous. I just if to avoid the sacks, I just run all the way back to my own end zone and my arm can throw that shit. Like I have no issues. I no can just issues. see you
2: as a grandfather at 75 picking up your grandchild and crushing them because you can't control your bionic arms anymore. You can't see <laughs> quite
1: right. Meanwhile, Will and I are running up and down the court in, in two seconds and windmill dunking.
0: I'll just run on my hands. Like, so I don't see the problem. <laughs> <laughs> the blood
2: flow to your head. That's right. Right. Which you you know. lack now, it sounds like.
0: My whole uh, my whole way of making the answer bionic arms is by just using my arms as legs. As legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Here's my one argument for a bionic arms. I'd have something to beat Tim Maxwell with. For trying to jinx the hell out of this game. <laughs> Tim was trying. Tim definitely was using all of his bad
2: mojo to get oh to get the Kings to lost tonight. I, I was the a little king, worried king, where you this, were going with
1: that, Bryce. The smartest thing that Tim Maxwell has ever said is, I don't ever trust a Kings lead. And then tonight's the night where he's like, I totally trust the guys. (laughs) Like, there's no way that he didn't say that, knowing exactly what the hell he was doing. Yeah. It's a terrible
0: bit. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to defend it, but yeah. God damn it, Tim. (laughs) God damn it. (sighs) All right. Well. One and 0. one and zero, undefeated. And they, al-
1: and they almost made Will change his uh, prediction after oh three quarters. God, I was
0: close. I was close too. I was nearly making fun of myself. But exponentially yeah. more wins than the can Los I also, Lakers.
2: Can I point out one other thing that's going to bum Bryant out a little bit here? Of course. Um, and it might make you happy, actually, Brendan. Um Lou King didn't even suit up tonight. Robert Woodard did. <laughs> Oh, I didn't see that part. Lou King oh, was no. not even. Lou King and oh. Nemezeta were not even were were inactive. Meanwhile, Robert Woodard was sitting on the bench. So, for everyone who thinks Lou King is coming in and ending up as a starter at the end of the year, and the Kings are also somehow going to make the playoffs, y'all crazy. And and tonight is the first night of seeing that. You look close.
0: One of them.
1: One of them's uh, still on a two-way contract.
0: The issue was defense tonight. Which one plays defense? <laughs> Brian? Lewis King. So, No. Five, no. Five no. I don't, I don't buy that. Summer league victory. Yes, he guards. <laughs> who? Who are we talking about? Scotty Bar? Scotty Barnes? Scotty Lewis? Like who is he guarding in Summer League? Who was the championship game against Boston? Who, who
1: Boston was first? Lewis? I mean, uh, who was Robert Woodard guarding in summer league?
0: I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> Nobody. You, you got me there. That's gonna do the it guy. for uh, this episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I needed to throw one, but if, if it wasn't chaotic, it wouldn't be a visit for me. So I appreciate.
0: Sure Will, who is who's this. your like end of the bench crush?
2: Who's my end of the bench
0: crush? You you do have a JR cut out Uh, yeah it's yours i bought it for you you say that but you never give it to me so i don't know every time you've come over uh, you've left it here
1: (laughs) (laughs) i know i know you secretly don't want (laughs) it
2: we'll we'll say uh you know no. uh,
1: next time i hear that brendan has gone over your house if the next time i'm recording a podcast with brendan and he's not got a jr cut out Behind him, I'm gonna be really upset. Look at that. How, how dare you look!
2: Look how sad he looks He's <laughs> looking off in the distance. Before you.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, like, what is he looking at? Uh, He's thinking about if he had bionic oh, legs. How I know how he'd the he top needs bionic legs, too. it only goes to his hips. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I know, I know Will's end of the bench, dude. Uh, Poku, who had 15 yeah. minutes tonight for the worst team in the league. <laughs> There you go. He's not
2: quite into the bench. He'll get there by the end of the season, I'm sure. <laughs>
0: oh God. Well, Will and everybody else at the King's Herald. I don't know why I only mentioned Will. Like we're not all part of the King's Herald. <laughs> will, <laughs> right I am myself, all part of the King's Herald. Uh, at will of the people. Why is it T H A? Because T H A. Mistaken. Ah, got it. Oh, God, that oh I sense. thought it I was just artistic.
2: That, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm very artistic. I, it was it was to give a little edge to a little little urban oh,
1: flavor to it. You're not artistic. <laughs> oh, no, I am. Reminder. To. Yeah, here's a here's a reminder for everybody. If you do not start every morning that, where a king's game is happening by reading Will's game previews, you're you're missing out on something fundamentally awesome in your life. Go read them. <laughs> Such as today, where you miss out on a Matrix Revolutions reference. And
2: uh, a Great Gatsby reference. You didn't miss much, folks. But I appreciate it, Brian.
0: I wasn't able to pick up on either one. I have not seen I, it. I even, I even linked one.
1: I, I saw the Great Gatsby one. I totally missed the Matrix Revolution. I don't I don't think I ever saw a Matrix Revolution. Oh, well, I good. saw the first two. I know they say it's
0: terrible, but it's good. Is that the red pillar or the blue one?
2: Oh, Brendan. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Young> man.
0: <laughs> Cut that part. Cut that <laughs> part. President <Brendan laughs> wasn't even alive when that movie came out. No, is it? Is it? it is, right?
2: No, that's it, the first one. No, they I mean, yeah, but, but it's
0: the Matrix. Like
1: I... it's the Matrix is the red blue bill. Blue unloaded no,
0: unloaded. No, you know what's re, funny? Reinnovated. I don't know. <laughs>
1: three three like four years ago, my wife was showing me all these movies that I somehow had never seen. The the number one of which was um oh my god, what's the greatest uh, Shawshank Redemption? For some reason yeah. I can't remember. It. I she was educating me on all these awesome movies, and I and I was really trying to find a movie that she'd never seen before. And I was like, "Have you seen The Matrix?" And she said, "No, let's totally watch this." Does not hold up. None yes, of them it hold. does. No,
2: it does they, not. They hold absolutely up. do. They do not. Oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna have to have you over, and I'm gonna have to give you a four hour lecture on why these hold up. Uh, the Matrix totally you know holds up.
1: You know me. I'm a dude who loves meaningful art and literature that has been that is shined through the darkness of our ages. Like that one movies. does not stick.
2: As someone who who got choked up at something as silly as Avengers Endgame, I will say this
1: oh, and I will plant
2: off. my flag in the ground here. The Matrix is better than any Marvel movie has ever been. And I love Marvel movies. The Matrix is the bomb. You
1: you you are just spouting nonsense on my podcast and I don't approve of that anymore.
0: These these video clips are definitely getting pulled and uploaded <laughs> because <laughs> our visual reactions uh, are how perfect. many people
1: are still watching this right now?
0: Not enough. Less
1: and less all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. Oh god. If if you are still watching this or you're still listening to this at this point, go and yell at us on Twitter. And tell us and, whose, whose movie yeah, takes you agree with right please now. Please chime
2: in that Brian is wrong. I, I will I will cash app you
0: $1. I'm trying to think of a movie take um, because I feel like I need to have one. I haven't had one. Yeah. Um, what did I you think I of watched? a Paw Patrol movie, I, Brandon? I remember Patrol, they. fuck you, Will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need to have Greg, uh, Greg back on because um, – Last time he was here, he gave you oh, no. and me like 40 movies that you hadn't seen and like 20 I hadn't seen. Have you seen any of those
0: movies? You know, there's one that he keeps telling me to watch and I keep forgetting. Oh, Where do I find black it? and white movies, guys?
2: <laughs> which movie are you talking about? Um, Shit. I would go. Uh, I mean, I have a subscription to the Criterion channel, which uh, which has a lot of black and white movies. But the it's Criterion all like, channel? You know what the Criterion collection is? No. It's like a collection the of the, the greatest movies ever made, and the Criterion Channel has those. But they're from all all different cultures, all, all different continents. You, know, you, you, can the, <laughs> you can watch Iranian movies. You can watch. I mean, but they're just like the best movies ever made. Uh, I see oh, you, man, Craig.
0: Now. I'm trying to, Greg, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to remember what freaking movie you keep telling me to watch. And I keep every episode I have Greg on. He's like, did you watch it yet? I'm like, oh, no, no, I forgot. I'll watch it tonight. And I swear to God, I always mean to. I just never do it. I also just don't watch movies. It's not like I'm watching other things. <laughs> oh, God. My movie take, if I have to put one, is that I try to catch up on like older classic movies. And that's that's where this black and white movie came from i asked like for greg for a classic and i realized that asking a classic is not exactly what i meant um (laughs) yeah no wait
1: what what was the movie that you it's gonna be schindler's list isn't it no he he pulled some like late 2000 did i say like i
0: am legend or some shit oh no
1: (laughs) greg was like what is like your your favorite classic movie and you were like i am legend's really good i don't
0: yeah but i didn't say that was my favorite it was just i i panicked i will go catch me if you can
1: oh uh, okay, okay that's, that's a, a good one it's decent yeah i'll give it to you What's that's another one my wife had to show me that i'd somehow missed in my life there yeah there were a couple where i'm like wow tom hanks is really good
0: <laughs> i should have done that by now yeah you know the I,
2: seminal american actor is pretty good yeah
0: crazy Crazy how that works. So. If you
2: ever want movie takes, you know what? Have me and Greg on at the same time. So that me, <laughs> you guys can have
1: a basketball podcast and me and Greg can have a, a concurrently
2: no. running movie podcast at
1: the same we'll, time. We'll say that for some night when the Kings just shit the bed and we don't want Yeah, 30-point loss, you have me on. You won't even... <laughs> <won't even> mention- <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> They're totally gonna be Oh god, game it league. was
1: the it was the at Utah game last year where they lost by like 49. God damn it. You oh, just you you've jinxed it now. What? No, no, no. No. Aren't they home? Yeah. Tristan Thompson will stop. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. If, if the they could just are play Robert Woodard, this wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. yeah. Robert right, Woodard
2: so also have the, the nickname rails. off night
0: oh yeah we get the the real donovan mitchell against the fraud donovan mitchell so there we go all right well got off the rails here but yeah this is just a fun little reactionary one usually we're not going to do like post-game pods uh, reacting to one specific game unless there's some um outlier situation or or update on a storyline or uh, career high. I, I was going to say some other thing that I realized I probably shouldn't say on air. Um, nothing bad. I just don't want to jinx anything. Um, Thank you. Yeah. No problem. I'm trying injuries. Uh, there you go. Well, thanks. Oh, thanks.
2: <laughs> Got to get those sub 35 guys.
0: Oh God. Oh. So everybody unfollow. I mean, follow uh, Will <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> no, you had to write the
2: first time. You had to write the first time. <laughs>
0: At will of the people. Um, everybody, obviously, check out the Kings Herald. The coverage is ramping up there. I keep saying that. At this point, it's it's fully ramped up in full gear. Will's previews, breakdowns, analysis, uh, Moran's recaps, which she does a ridiculous job on those. Um, yeah, with Tim's somehow shitty puns that he makes 800 words, that's pretty impressive, not going to lie. Um, Tim killed me with a tweet, by the way, that said that was uh, the best half of basketball for Marvin Bagley in a, <laughs> as a <laughs> member of the Sacramento Kings. I was like, Jesus Christ, Tim. Um, but yes, okay, I don't want to keep it going any longer. Everybody, check out all the great work at the Kings Hero. Take a look at the Patreon to support local independent Kings coverage. If you enjoyed this episode of the Kings Boys podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. And you'll hear from us again in the next couple of days.